When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you go? Justin Hokinson from AuburnLive.com on three sports. Hope everybody's having a good day, good afternoon, good night, good morning, whenever you're watching this. Um, appreciate everybody being a part of the Auburn Live community. It's growing like crazy. Um, and we really appreciate the support. Uh, we're just getting started. So AuburnLive.com, if you're not there, make sure you're a subscriber. All right, let's get right into it and talk about some basketball. Uh, big news of uh, the day on Thursday was Julian Phillips, the five-star um, prospect, number 15 player in the country on On3 Sports Rankings, commits to Tennessee over Auburn uh, and a host of other schools, Florida State, LSU, South Carolina, um, Southern Cal, uh, and then, of course, the G League and and Overtime Elite, which are the two, you know, kind of kind of minor league pro pro leagues, um, commits to Tennessee um, over Auburn. It was Tennessee or Auburn, probably was was who it came down to. The G League offer was in there as well, but I think he was going to go to college. Um, <clears throat> so that was the big news. Um, look, Auburn. Let's let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, fantastic player, Julian Phillips, a fantastic player. How it impacts Auburn? Well, first of all. Auburn's class this year is really good. It's 13th in the country with three commits. Chance Westry and, and Johan Treor are you know, top 50 players, and then Trey Donaldson's you know within the top 100, 125, depending on where you look. All four-star players. Um, Westry and Treor uh, will play next year and will be important players next year as freshmen, true freshmen. Donaldson will play. A uh, little less of a necessity for him to be an impact player at the point guard position, but he'll but he'll play. Um, so Auburn's class is fantastic. Julian Phillips is a kid that would have been really icing on the cake. He's a kid that was committed to LSU. Everything went down at LSU. Auburn goes in, steals Yoan Treor, who was friends with, uh, with Julian Phillips. And then, you know, they almost, they almost steal Julian Phillips as well. So that would have been really icing on the cake for this class. He's a, probably a one and done type player, depending on the season goes. I, I've seen a projection for next year's NBA draft where he's already, top 15 type of player next year. So he's probably a one and done guy. Um, and, uh, but you know, would have made a great impact. Uh, would have fit in really well with, with, with Auburn's team will fit in well with Tennessee and all that good stuff. Um, let's talk about kind of how this went down a little bit. Um, you know, Tennessee has been in on this kid a lot longer than Auburn. Um, you know, Florida state, LSU, Tennessee, we're all kind of in, he commits to LSU. Um, but even before he committed to LSU, Tennessee was in on him. Then when everything went down at LSU, Tennessee thought they were they were going to get him. Uh, then Auburn comes into the picture um, and, and decides, okay, hey, this kid's back wide open. Let's make a huge push. We've got Yoan, who's who kind of was you know buddy buddied up to him uh, when they were both committed to LSU, and so uh, they made a run at him, and uh, and they almost landed him. Um, I think what it came down to was this is the first. I mean. You're starting to see more and more, but as far as Auburn goes, this was maybe the first big NIL battle um, that they've had, basketball or football. 
Um, and I mean, this, this is what that came down to. Obviously, the G League had their offers reported about $800,000 from the G League. But what the NIL has allowed, especially in college basketball, uh, especially with these elite players, is now with NIL, you can compete with the G League. So if this were around a few years ago, maybe Auburn doesn't lose uh, Scoot Henderson or Jalen Green um, because they have an NIL opportunity um, to package something for this kid to, to, to bring him onto campus. And so he's, he's compensated. Um, and so that's, that's really what this came down to. G League made their offer late. I think that it was a situation where um, the family, Julian, I think they went, they, they, they entertained the G League, said, All right, we'll, we'll, we'll hear you out. I think college is kind of what they want, where they wanted to go, but all right, sure. We'll hear what the G league has to offer. Um, and it obviously wasn't enough. Um, Auburn made a, a solid NIL offer. Um, I know that um, I won't get into specific numbers as far as Tennessee and Auburn um, just because I, I'm fairly confident, but uh, unless you're literally on the inner workings, there's a lot of things that could be going on. There could be escalators in there. If they make the postseason. there's all kinds of stuff you could put into that. So, um, but I can say Auburn made, a very good offer, um, and for a while looked like they were in the driver's seat. I think what changed over the last week or so is Tennessee made the decision they were not going to lose Julian Phillips. Um, you you got to remember their class is ranked fairly low. They think of one kid committed. You're coming off a fantastic season, SEC tournament champions. Uh, Auburn's the regular season champions. Um, but then another quick early exit in the postseason under Rick Barnes, which is becoming the norm. Um, and there's some pressure up there. There's some pressure up there to, to keep the momentum going. Um, and, and with the class that Tennessee just had the one guy coming in, if they don't land a Phillips, you know, there was a little bit of concern on, on losing some momentum. And I think Julian Phillips getting him, if you're Tennessee, was a great way to maintain the momentum of that program, get a potential one and done. I mean, he could be, he could be the highest player drafted in the, in the uh, Rick Barnes era. You know, we'll see. So it was a big, big deal for Tennessee, and they made the decision a week ago they weren't they weren't going to get beat on the NIL on the NIL front. wasn't going to happen. Um, and so I think where a week ago you saw people like Jeffrey Lee, you saw people like Jamie Shaw on three uh, saying that they thought Auburn led, and that's where things changed. Tennessee came over the top and made a substantial NIL offer, um, a substantial NIL, well more than what Auburn and and what the G League were going to offer, and. Uh, you know, that's the market. I mean, that's what we're in. I mean, you can, you can say um, whatever you want about the number, right? Like if you're Auburn clear, you clearly if Auburn made the decision, we're not doing that. Tennessee said we are, you know, that's, that's what the market is. And we'll see how it pans out. We'll see if that kid is, you know, pr- produces enough on and off the court for Tennessee that, that it makes sense to pay him what they're going to pay him. Um, that's the thing about markets, man. They're, they're, they're efficient, um, but they're not always rational. And, and so I think that that's what you got to keep in mind about NIL. You might hear numbers and go, that's crazy. Maybe, maybe not. You have to wait and see. They're not always, markets aren't always rational. It's just about value, perceived value. And for Tennessee, if you think about the situation I described with their program, and Auburn's got three kids coming in, all top 100 type guys. The program's in really good shape. Um, they won, you know, so it's, it's it, for Tennessee, it was more important. And for the people that, that making those decisions on the NIL front, it was very, very, very important that they land Julian Phillips um, and that he didn't go to Auburn. And so that's that's the value. His value to Tennessee was more than his value to Auburn. Um, so when you when you I mean, you got to think about it in those terms. I saw a lot of people on the the corner, our message board 
frustrated. Why didn't Auburn step up this and that? It's not about that. Auburn made a good offer in terms of NIL and what they could offer him and compensate him for what he was going to bring to the campus and the town and the city and everything he was going to do and all that. Um, but they just made the decision that it wasn't worth what Tennessee was going to pay. That's, that's, that's all it is. If you're Auburn and, and you've got one kid committed um, and, and you feel like, man, if we get this kid, we can compete next year. If we don't, well, it's going to be tough. I mean, that, that changes what you're then going to offer. It changes his value. His value to Tennessee was higher than his value to Auburn. Um, and so Tennessee stepped up, and they weren't going to lose it. From what I understand, look, even if Auburn came up on their on their NIL offer uh, to something that they weren't even comfortable doing but just said, okay, whatever, Tennessee wasn't going to lose that battle, from what I understand. If Auburn went up, Tennessee was going up. There was going to be a gap. <laughs> there was going to be a gap in that NIL offer between those two schools um, where it was substan- it was going to be a substantial enough gap uh, that Tennessee was going to make it very, very difficult for Julian Phillips to turn that gap down, that that, that amount of money down. Um, and so, look, I think uh, at the end of the day, I mean, Tennessee did what it took to land him. Auburn didn't do anything wrong. Um, it is what it is. NIL is legal. I mean, it's totally legal. So it's all good there. Um, and uh, I think, I think, you know, Auburn will probably just going to have to – Auburn's just going to have to sort of evaluate – I think keep evaluating where they're at, where they're comfortable in. Hey, because look, basketball, they're going to be in on these kids. So next year when they have a chance to land a top 10 kid, where are they at? What are they willing to do? I think that's just sort of what you learn from this. And maybe it's the same. Maybe you think, hey, look, I don't think right now we should go over this number for any kid. makes no sense. Um, And maybe they reevaluate. Maybe next year they have a chance to land the number three player in the country and they go, hey, let's up it. Let's go more. Um, one thing I would caution you about, uh, about numbers and NIL numbers that are out there, especially for, you know, I don't really, really all, really any prospect. I mean, unless it's publicly announced a deal of some sort that's legit, be really careful when you hear NIL numbers. Um, in particular, be careful when you hear <clears throat> NIL numbers from the school, from people that maybe cover the school or represent the school where the kid's going. Um, and the reason I say that is, you know, if you're running an NIL collective and if you're running Tennessee's NIL collective and you paid, um, you know, you put together an, a package at X number, X number of dollars for, for Julian Phillips, um, you don't want that getting out. You don't want that accurate number getting out. Um, you want it being reported that you, that, that if there was an NIL deal, it was much less than what, what they got. That's what you want reported. Um, you, you don't want that number out there because that means the very next big time kid is going to go, I saw that you gave him that. Well, I'm worth this. That's the last thing that these collectives want is a cash grab and kids coming in and demanding and saying, you got that. And I want that. They're going to keep these things quiet. They're going to keep it low. If it gets, if, if, if a number does leak, if anything, they're going to leak a low number. Um, these collective numbers that, you know, they're going to say, Hey, we, we, we paid him this amount and hope maybe it does leak that keeps them where, you know, it keeps them a lot lower than what they actually did pay him. It also throws your competition off. If you're the competition now, these guys are smart. Auburn knows what Tennessee offered and Tennessee knows what Auburn offered. Um, but it, it can throw them off if you think a school's offering X number for these kids, but really they're coming in a lot higher. So there's games being played there too, but just, I just want to throw that in and be careful when you think about, and when you read anybody that reports a specific NIL number, um, and I'm not talking about, you know, Joe Tipton reporting the G League offer, that, that's that's an offer from the G League. 
Uh, I'm talking about NIL numbers, which that that's just that's not always going to be accurate. And so, you, you know, you, you're going to see some crazy numbers. It's hard to tell what's true and what's not true out there, you know. Uh, and and so I would just caution uh, if you hear numbers about Tennessee or Auburn and kind of what they were, um, just know that Tennessee offered a substantial more amount more than, than Auburn. I can tell you that for sure. Um, and so anyway, good for Tennessee. I mean, that's that's they played the game and they landed a really good player. Uh, and Auburn made their decision that they weren't going to go above a number, and so they didn't land it. And that's that. Um, as, it, as it pertains to Auburn's roster, it doesn't really impact their roster all that much next season, except it puts more pressure on Alan Flanagan. Um, look, Alan Flanagan is really talented. His issue is up here. If he gets his mind right, Alan Flanagan next year, for sure, is better than Julian Phillips. Next year, he would be. If Alan Flanagan's mind right is, is right, what he can bring to that team next season is, is far beyond what Julian Phillips could bring to that team next season. If you're talking about the outlook of Auburn's basketball team next year. Um, <clears throat> but it's about, it's about getting your mind right, getting healthy, um, taking care of the basketball. And, and, and look, that's, we don't know. Nobody knows. That's going to be a thing that's going to have to be developed. Uh, he's going to have to earn, I think, some trust back from the Auburn coaches, and th- they're just going to have to rely on him to step up. And Chris Moore, too, to a lesser extent. Chris Moore won't start, but Chris Moore plays that position. He, as well, is going to have to step up his game. Auburn's going to have to rely on those two guys to elevate their game and be reliable players. So, I mean, really, when you look at next year's team, the, the Alan Flanagan, who's a proven guy, uh, who, you know, was coming into last year, was one of the better players in the league, now all of a sudden is, a, is an X-factor type of variable guy that you can't count on, but you but could really turn the tide in what kind of team Auburn has. Um, the guard position, Auburn's in great shape. Between Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, Zepp Jasper, uh, Trey Donaldson coming in, Chance Westry, um, they're, in, they're in good shape. The key, I think, is going to be consistency with Wendell and Katie shooting the basketball. Um, <clears throat> and then what do you do with Zepp? He'll probably play more two than, than one. He'll probably get more minutes at the two. But you've got experience and guards there to make things happen. Chance Westry is really your Swiss Army knife. He's going to play one. He's going to play two. And now he's probably definitely going to play some three without Phillips being in the mix. Now you've got Flanagan Moore. Westry's probably going to play three at times. Um, and so so he, he's capable of that. So watch out for that. And then, of course, Jalen Williams at the four, uh, Yohan Treor at the four, and then, of course, Dylan Cardwell, Johnny Broom, and Stretch at the five. So Auburn's, Auburn's you know, shaping up to have a really good team. I think the one hole continues to be, is there somebody out there they can get that can just – is a sharpshooter. Is there somebody out there they can get that teams are going to have to figure out where they are? Is there a Bryce Brown? Is there somebody that that they can put out there on the three-point line and and draw attention? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that guy's out there. People keep throwing out Tevin Brown. Look, he he's he's declared for the NBA, and I just I don't think that's an option. Even I mean, I guess he could decide to come back to school, but I you know I just but I don't see that happening as of right now. I'm not expecting that to be an option where Auburn could make a late run at him. I don't know. Um, I don't think so, um, but who knows? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Auburn's outlook's good. I think it's just shooting. What happens there? How do you sort of re- reshape your offense to get good shots for Wendell and KD and those guys? Zep maybe can get some more spot-up shots. You need Alan Flanagan to step up. You need Jalen Williams to step up and develop. And then you need Johnny Broom to be what he was last year. You need, to, you need him to be that again. Um, and so the good thing is you've got some experienced guards to run the show. You just need those, I think those three and four positions have got to elevate their game and, 
<clears throat> do their best to rise to the level of, you know, what you were getting from Jabari and Walker. You're not going to get exactly that, but maybe some kind of combination of Johnny Broom and Dylan Cardwell and Jalen Williams and Yoan Trey, or maybe some kind of combination of all those guys can give you a, some type of similar production. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So bottom line, outlook for Auburn's season next year is still really good. They're still going to be really talented. They're still one of the three, four best teams in the league. Not landing Julian Phillips doesn't affect that. Um, if anything, it was just like I said, it was kind of one of the first big NIL battles that you sort of see play out. And, um, and we'll see. I mean, Tennessee won that battle. And Tennessee's doing a great job on the NIL front. Um, and so I think what you want to see is you don't want to lose them all. I mean, if, if a school's just going to have so much money, they're going to throw out unrealistic irrational numbers at everybody, so be it. That you can't stop them. It's just going to become, well, you can't now. The NCAA could, could obviously start legislating that at some point. Well, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but if you're Auburn, regroup and maybe figure out next year, if you go after a top three, top four, top five kid, what's that number going to be? Because you're going to be playing this game again and again. Um, and you now you kind of know what the G League just offered a kid who was 15th in the country. So I think the more this goes on, you're going to get more data and understand what it's going to take potentially to land um, to land these kids and, and maybe you make decisions to not even go. I mean, maybe if you're Auburn, Julian Phillips was icing on the cake. It made no sense not to go after him, but maybe next year they're deciding between a couple of players and maybe there's a kid ranked eighth and a kid ranked 20th or 25th. And they look at it and go, God, there's not, you know, it's not a, we know this, but this kid's going to want X amount and this kid we can get, and we're not going to pay him that, so let's just not even go that route. So it's it's going to affect a lot of a lot of things, I think, with how you recruit these kids. So um, anyway, that's kind of the deal on Julian Phillips. That's kind of an outlook on Auburn's basketball team. Tennessee lands a good one. Um, Auburn Tennessee continue their uh, their battle. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, it looked like Auburn was in great position, but recruiting changes in the NIO game changes recruiting even more. Anybody that follows recruiting understands literally day by day things can change. So you can make a prediction one day and say, this is where it looks like he's going. A conversation could happen that night, a change of heart, anything can happen. And anybody that follows recruiting understands that. If you don't understand that, you either don't follow recruiting or you're just being dense uh, to be dense. And I can't help you on that. Um, and so the Tennessee thing just changed over the last handful of days where they stepped up to the plate and offered a number that nobody else was going to match, period. And I think the G League thing was just, a, hey, do you want to offer what they're offering? If not, you know, no big deal. And that's what happened. And so over the last few days, there wasn't a lot of optimism on Auburn. They knew the situation. Um, and so over the last few days, it became uh, it became apparent that he was going to go to Tennessee. I told our board um, Thursday morning that that's, that looked like what was going to happen, barring some shocker. And, that that, and, of course, the shocker didn't happen. He went to Tennessee. So, anyway, that's the deal on Julian Phillips. Auburn basketball is still in really good shape uh, heading into next season. Uh, appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you go to AuburnLive.com uh, on three sports. Auburn Live, subscribe. Right now, great deal going on, as always. So make sure you're part of the community. Love our people that are subscribed. Love our community. It's awesome. It's a great conversation. Uh, there's a lot of respect. There's not a ton of disrespect going on. So I really like what we're building at Auburn on AuburnLive.com. So make sure you're a part of that. We'll see you later.